When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, presented by Betches Media. This is an exploration of all pop culture, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. We're looking at you, Tom Sandoval. This one is for you today. Welcome to your Tuesday episode. This is so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey. I'm your pal Ryan. Oh my goodness, you guys! I just I did not I did not prepare my, prepare myself for what Monday had in store for me. I listen. I just we got back from Vegas today. I, I uh, driving back at like eight in the morning to get back because I had an interview uh, uh, for Mary Payne for the Pink Shade podcast. And I had to be here uh, to do that. And then like an hour before I got back, my phone started blowing up that the Vanderpump Rules season 11 trailer was out. And listen, I was just like, this is how I go. This I get I get too excited in a car and I I, I just flip a car because I'm so excited about the season 11 trailer. But I mean, I, my day has been thrown into a, a, just a hazard of because of this trailer oh my goodness what did you guys think well i i i liked it i think i really man there's a lot there we're back in it we're back every time every time i'm like i'm out i'm done then something happens and it pulls me right back in like this trailer how the heck are you guys are you good okay good Okay, good, because this is going to be a big show today, because not only do we have a full, and I'm talking, <laughs> I'm talking full Vanderpump Rules season 11 <laughs> trailer breakdown. This is classic So Bad It's Good, where I take a two minute and 36 second trailer and I, uh, I do 50 minutes on it. I do 50 minutes on 
on this, and I think I could have gone another 10, at least. But before that, we also have we have a queen with us. We have a Bravo liberty. We have Dr. Simone Whitmore from the hit Bravo show, Married to Medicine. And we will get to her in a second, but we're going to start with her and then we're going to go to the Vanderpump Rules season 11 trailer. Now, remember, I put timestamps. So if you want to start with the breakdown, you can and then go to Dr. Simone. Totally cool. Or you can start with the gift that is Dr. Simone and then listen to the Vanderpump trailer. Also, the Vanderpump trailer, if you want to see me make funny faces and and look at what my hair is doing right now, uh, you can go to YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, But it has been a crazy day. Um, So much is happening. I just didn't count on this. And I had like three other interviews. So I'm just I'm, I'm going thing to thing to thing. And I just, I should have, I should have been prepared. I should have been prepared knowing that the Vanderpump Rules trailer was going to come out. And of course they release it on a Monday. What a way to start the week. Now there's tons of other news stories happening that uh, we'll get to on Wednesday because I want to talk about the Golden Globe nominations that came out today and a lot of other pop culture things. Also, did you, Kathy Hilton, Kathy Hilton posted a photo. Me and Sophie just talked about this on Monday's episode about how many Christmas parties Kathy Hilton is either going to or throwing herself. It seems like every night Kathy Hilton has a new one. Well, she posted on her Instagram feed a photo of her and Kyle and Morgan Wade. I'm Morgan. She stalked me. But there's a photo with all three of them. And it's like, welcome to the family. Welcome to the family, Morgan. I love you. My name's Kathy. (laughs) Do not cross me. Don't cross me. Look at what Lisa Rinna did and look where she is now. She's on, she has a tapeworm on American Horror Story. Um, I was shocked to see that. And that's how much Kathy don't give an F. Kathy's like, literally, I'm going to post it right now. I wonder if she got approval from Kyle or if Kyle was like, Kathy, come on. I said, wait a sec before you posted. Oh no. Does anybody have eyes on Mauricio? Come on. I, I, the, the Vanderpump Rules trailer, I got back Vanderpump Rules trailer. I watched that for the first time. And then all of a sudden I see Kathy Hilton, the photo. And I'm like, Okay, literally too much is happening right now. It's like the Sheena Shea tattoo. It's all happening. It's too much is happening right now. Oh, you guys, if you enjoy all the insanity that this provides, please rate it five stars on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Uh, Support our YouTube, support our Patreon. What's up, baddies? I'm doing the Paris in Love uh, breakdown. I'm recording that tomorrow night with a guest. So that should be on the Patreon by tomorrow late night. Um, and there's just so much going on, but let's just get into this because it's such a full show. And I want to give respect to Dr. Simone. And, uh, that's why I'm putting her first before I lose my mind with the Vanderpump Rules trailer. Now, Married to Medicine has been on 10 seasons and I've always been honest with you. Um, I Married to Medicine was not a show that I was watching. And it was also one of those shows that was so intimidating to me because there had already been nine seasons of this show. Now, I started this, jumped in on season 10, and I already love it without seeing the previous nine seasons. Um, But they're all on Peacock for us to enjoy and watch. And now it's going to be cool because now I can go back and see the origin stories of all of these amazing women. But Dr. Simone, I will say just watching this season thus far, the scenes, the couple scenes she's had with her son, their sons or her, her, her husband, 
it, I don't know, there's something in it that just reminds me about my mom in a sense and just conversations that, you know, her and my dad had with me and there was that element and she just seems like such an amazing lady and a doctor on top of it. This lady does not need reality television, yet she provides great reality television. So we're going to start there. This, uh, this kind of Maybe maybe it'll wet your whistle on Married to Medicine as well. Um, it airs on Sunday night right after Real Housewives of Potomac, so you can do a one-two punch. But I got to tell you, and maybe it's just because Married to Medicine, to me, is the new kid on the block. I don't tell anybody that. Don't don't tell Candace this. I'm enjoying Married to Medicine more than I'm enjoying Real Housewives of Potomac. Is that bad? Is that bad that I actually am like... I can't wait for I can't wait for Potomac to be over so I can watch Married to Medicine. Listen, you if you tell anybody I said that, I'm going to literally just deny it and say that you're crazy because that's but I'm going to just tell you guys that's how I'm feeling right now, but I think this is the time for you to get on board, okay? They are uh what are they? There's 6 episodes into their season, I believe, uh as of this past Sunday, and we did this conversation um about 9 days ago. Um, but thankfully it was kind of talking about an overview of married to medicine and a couple of episodes thus far, but also you get to know Dr. Simone. And I, as we point out in the very beginning, she's literally doing these interviews from her doctor's office. I mean, that it's like, this is amazing. She actually is doing real things with her life. This isn't somebody waiting around to see what kind of Instagram sponsored ads they do. She's like a doctor. I don't know. I'm listen. I'm still so excited from that Vanderpump trailer. That's why I'm being insanely exuberant right now, but what a day. So let's get to Dr. Simone right now. And then we will immediately go into the Vanderpump Rules season 11 breakdown. Uh, But if you want to skip there right now, timestamp, but just make sure you come back and you listen to Dr. Simone because she was truly amazing. Here she is, Dr. Simone Whitmore from Married to Medicine. Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I got to tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from 30 performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. 
Welcome back to So Bad It's Good, presented by Betches Media. Now, today is a very important interview. I was texted by my friends earlier today saying, don't screw this up. This person is the heart and soul of their show, so you need to treat this with the utmost respect and care. She is on a show on Bravo that has been on for 10 seasons. This this current season, its 10th season, has seen a spike, 30% in ratings, which means so many new people are are discovering this show after 10 seasons, and I need you to do the same. You add this to your DVR right now, you start with this season, and then go back on Peacock and catch up with everything else. Now, our guest does not need reality television. She is a doctor. I mean, that's one of my main questions. Why are you doing reality television? She is a doctor. She has been married for 28 years. She has two sons, even though we're trying to get one son out of the house, and she is a star from Married to Medicine on Broad Bravo, Dr. Simone Whitmore, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. That was an introduction. That was amazing. You deserve it, Dr. Simone. I, I, wait, where are you right now? I'm at the hospital. I'm an OBGYN. I deliver babies. I practice medicine. I save lives in my real life. I mean, that's amazing. That's what I'm saying. Like, I noticed you were looked like a doctor's office, which shows you how real your life is on this show. And I guess just after 10 seasons, what keeps bringing you back to this show when you don't need this show? You are you are a doctor. You have this amazing career. There are so many issues in women's health. There are so many health disparities in the Black community. And I'm on a platform that allows me to talk about those issues, to talk about those disparities every year. And that matters to me. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, just in terms of black women alone, you uh, re- read previous interviews, you know, Google is at our fingertips, but you have to like be your best advocate for healthcare, especially with black women. And this is such an important platform. And do you see season after season, do people come to you and go, my God, just you being on this show has actually made me uh, look into my own healthcare more? Mm-hmm. We have women every year that reach out that say, hey, I finally had my mammogram or I'm with my mom who has ovarian cancer. And because of you, I am asking the questions and supporting her through it and feeling better about it. So we're actually encouraging women. We're educating women just on this platform. And we have women who are coming to see us in our offices, scheduling an appointments, just as a result of this show, being able to help somebody who decides to come into my office with infertility or fibroids or endometriosis is an amazing thing. I'm doing my job. I'm loving my job. But to be able to help in women's health care beyond just my little old office is amazing. Have you found anybody coming in to see you because you are Dr. Simone from Married to Medicine and they just want to, I just want you to, I just want to be around you. I We see that all the time, every <laughs> day. And it's funny because sometimes a patient will let me know that she scheduled the appointment because she watched the show, but then sometimes they won't even let me know. And it just becomes a funny thing that, <laughs> oh, um, they'll, we'll be in, ending the visit, they'll be getting dressed and they're like, Oh, can I take a picture with you? And I'm like today? Cause I look a mess. <laughs> but, yes. 
They're like, uh, I have your ultrasound, but I do need a picture with you. Um, <laughs> and then they're like, how's it going with Cecil? You know, um, they yeah. all know. I mean, is that the trade-off though? You have this very real career, but you share with all of us your personal life. Did you find that very awkward at first? Uh, you've been doing this for 10 years, but you've shared yeah. everything. Is that a trade-off that you are happy to make? I'm happy to make it, but it is weird when a patient is like, oh, you have a nice home and you're thinking, how do you know what that <laughs> But, you know, and I have certainly had challenges in my marriage that were shared on national TV. But if it were not for this platform, I would be divorced because my cast mates rallied around us told us we were being stubborn, told us we were being petty. The kind of things that you wouldn't say to your friends as as bold as they said it to us, that helped us wake up and take another look at our marriage and whether or not we were truly ready to give up on each other. So if anybody's having relationship issues out there, get a reality show on Bravo and it could potentially help save your relationship. <laughs> That was, by the way, that was the, the, if I'm not mistaken, the fifth, the fifth season reunion where yes. you said you had divorce papers ready to go. And then that reunion made you rethink everything. What was it yes. specifically that in that day of filming changed everything for you and Cecil? The ladies, the ladies and all of their husbands basically telling us that we had given up on our marriage. We were being stubborn. We had let our egos get in the way. And they were bold about the way they were saying that to us. And not that our other friends at home weren't, but they were just saying it so much quieter, gentler, sweeter. But at reunion that year, Everyone was just so bold in their thoughts and opinions about the their thoughts that Cecil and I had just given up on our marriage. It honestly make, made us stop and take a look at things. And five seasons later, are you really happy that you guys decided to fight? Because we see you now and it seems like your biggest issue is potentially your son. Um, yes. But <laughs> are you are you happy that you guys fought and stayed in it? I am definitely happy. Cecil is my college sweetheart. I met this man in 1988. And listen, we still have challenges. Miles and Michael are our current challenge. But <laughs> no relationship is going to not have challenges. That's not the point. The point is to figure out a way to grow together and to navigate those challenges together. And that's a very real issue that a lot of people deal with away from reality television. So I think this is a really important example. Um, you guys met at Spelman College. Is that right? I went to Spelman, which Spelman? is the all-girls college across oh, the street. It's Morehouse, all-male college. <laughs> Cecil was at the all-male version. Yes. So, sorry, Cecil. I didn't mean to say that you went to an all-female college. <laughs> I, I apologize in advance for this. Um your show has been called the Beyonce of Bravo. It's also kind of one of those Tiffany network or like kind of a Tiffany show where the creme de la creme seems to love your show, but we've seen this audience grow. And like I said, the ratings are huge this season. What do you think? Like, it's so funny after 10 seasons, all of a sudden you're an overnight success. What do you attribute that to after 10 seasons, new people flooding to the show right now? I think that the word is just finally getting out there and people are finally understanding. We've been a group of friends because we have the majority of the OGs 
from season one. So we have real friendships. We don't have to make up or create any drama. We don't have to pretend to be anything other than ourselves. And people still want to see healthy marriages and understand that in their own lives, drama, relationship breakdown, it's okay. You can survive that. Cecil and I are talking about our struggle with our sons. If you have children, everybody has struggles with your children. I just want mine grown and gone so I that mean, I'm not financially supporting. But by, that's my favorite part of these episodes, though, is seeing like in this past, the fourth episode, when you are around the kitchen counter with your son and your husband and, you know, your son's just like, you know, I've been told by a very wise man to kind of go slow. And you're like, you need to pick up the pace. You got one more year. And your son actually asks, do you mean paying for school or just all around? And you're like, all around. And that's yes. a very real conversation, but it's also so hysterical and heartwarming at the same time. Where are you with your uh, your son that we saw this past episode right now? Well, we're still bringing him along. And one <laughs> rule that I had this year that we've never done because he's 25 still in college is that he had to pay half the tuition. So he was mad about it, but I was happy. And we're we're finding a balance. But every day is a struggle. We have to keep having these conversations. They're hard conversations. I'm glad they're able to make people laugh because we were not in the kitchen laughing. <laughs> so, sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was tense, but uh, you know we're getting through it one day at a time. Um, this season also brought the introduction of Phaedra Parks, obviously from Real Housewives of Atlanta. How do you think she's fitting in? Because immediately we had some issues with her bringing uh, potentially an unwanted guest to a bachelorette party. And then we had uh, Greg and Sweet Tea's marriage this past episode. How do you think Phaedra's fitting in and what do you think she brings to the show? think Phaedra, she's educated. She knew most of us on a superficial level anyway. I think she is fitting in well. She made me step up my fashion game, uh, <laughs> but she, she's um, a breath of fresh air. She's positive. And so she's staying neutral too. She's not really getting in the mix of our drama or taking sides with our drama. I really love and respect that about her. But I yeah. think she fits in perfectly as a educated member of this community. Yeah, no, I, I mean, it's really amazing to see her. I was just wondering how much drama she was actually going to bring and how people were going to respond to that. And it seems like Dr. Heavenly has kind of buddied up with her a little bit. Um, and what is your relationship with Quad right now? My relationship with Quad at the moment is good. You know, she tells me that there are some things that she doesn't like or she's not crazy about my relationship Let's, with Letitia. But Quad and I used to be very close, yeah. season two, season three, season four. And she's just distanced herself and put me on ice. And so Gregory and Cecil have been friends the entire time. Quad and Gregory have been divorced. We've been hanging out with Gregory. We've seen him with girlfriends. We got a chance to see him dating Letitia, fall in love with Letitia, and we're happy for our friend. Hopefully, Quad will figure out how not to be a distant friend of mine in the near future. And so we're working on that and talking through it. 
I mean, that's a very bizarre thing. And also, to, I mean, it's a perfect reality television plot of somebody that was married to somebody and now is still on the show. And we see them get married this past episode. <laughs> really, really wild. And I imagine you guys find it weird as well. Has Cecil ever uh, been completely honest about what the heck happened at that bachelor party? He will never be completely <laughs> he he is just very tight lipped about the bachelor party. The little bit I know about it, I watched it on TV. <laughs> oh that well, that's what I was gonna ask. Do you do you actually watch back every episode? And what do you think they get right about you? And what do you think they get wrong or that we don't get to see? Well, I think that um, they do a remarkable job. My production company does a remarkable job with the editing. I have never had any complaints. And that's purveyors um, of pop, you guys. Purveyors of pop yes. are amazing. They also do Real Housewives of Miami. Yes, they are amazing. And they uh, pretty much depict me as myself. Most of our fans and viewers would never know how sensitive I am. I am overly sensitive and my feelings get hurt easily, but I try to do a really good job of hiding that. Jackie, Toy, and Heavenly, well, all the ladies really, even Quad, they all know I'm sensitive, but nobody really busts me out about it. They let I me think pretend to look strong. No. <laughs> But I think that we see that too, that you are strong, but you are sensitive. And that's what actually makes a real human is that we see all sides. And that's why I think my friend does call you and Jackie as well is like the heart and soul of this show because you guys do keep it real. Um, and I will say, this is a show that I have come to late. It is one of those shows that was told to me from the very beginning, this is the best show on Bravo. And I was wow. like, I've got a, I've got a full house. I'm watching Potomac, Atlanta, Beverly Hills, Vanderpump, <laughs> da, 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 da. And every, yeah. my 2023 resolution, I, I swear to God, this was on the show beginning of January, was wow. stop, stop drinking Diet Coke watch Married to Medicine and become a better friend. And I've done horrible on most of these, except that I'm now watching Married to Medicine. Okay, well, you're doing good, but go ahead and just keep cutting back on that Diet Coke. <laughs> Drink more water. I went and... four months. I did four right. months and then it got That to was me. good. Uh, that was excellent. Um, what can you tease potentially in the, the remainder of the season? Will we see that uh, conversation with you and Quad potentially about this new relationship? Like what is to come on this show that you could, could tease a little bit? Well, I think you will get to see our future with whether or not Quad wants to continue to be a part of this group. She's got some self-reflecting that she needs to do. And... Um, you will get to decide if you agree with us, do you agree with her? <laughs> well, okay. That's a good tease. Um, you guys, uh, really champion the story of successful black women. What other issues that are black women facing right now that you would like to confront on this show in the future? Well, we've already touched upon, we've already touched upon the healthcare disparities, Black women having babies and in labor are dying two and a half, three times more than any other ethnic group in the United States. It makes no sense for that. This is 2023. And so being, and we're going to highlight it again this season, but we talk about the issues. And the thing is just Bravo giving us this platform every year to touch up on women's health issues, pregnancy, infertility, breast cancer, 
fibroids, endometriosis. It's just been an amazing blessing. And I'm glad we are still going. I do love that about Bravo. Even on Beverly Hills last week, Garcelle Bouvet showed her movie called Black Girl Missing. uh, And she just said, I want the same attention when black girls go missing that everybody else gets. And I think that's great that we can have this foundation of real serious issues. And then some of the craziness that goes on around it, it gives that foundation where you can go anywhere on your show and we'll we'll actually lean in a little closer. Right. Um, Yep. Okay, so this is a question from one of my Patreon, and this is Dr. Simone, Simone, I relate to the struggle of how long it is to support young adult children. I just want to ask if you can pinpoint a reason for the lack of adult behavior and ambition that appears to be plaguing many children and families. I have wondered if the COVID years, which was most of my son's high school, has left them unable to really go and feel grounded. I love you and thank you for sharing your sons and your parenting. I am like you that I had no choice but to grow up and pay the bills and go to school by 17 years old. So seeing the scenes with your son's hits when I have watched my almost 19-year-old son struggle to land as well. I thought that was a great great sentiment. Yes. I think that we are just spoiling and coddling the children to a level that our parents didn't spoil and coddle us. And I think it's okay. And I think eventually they're going to land on their feet. And we need to, as parents, need to pack more patience. It's hard. It is hard. But they're growing up in a totally different time in a totally different way. And that in, in which we grow up. And so they're not having to face the music as quick as we did, but they're going to. I have every bit of faith because we've raised them and we've given them the proper foundation. They are going to do it. Yeah, because they're all good kids, you know? Yes. Um, You said in the past, you said the show taught me that I was the captain of the petty boat. I am so petty. I just hold on to the smallest problems that are not even that big. I almost lost my marriage over things that were really not that deep. Where else have you been extremely petty on this show, do you feel? Well, with my friendship with Jackie, she's been my friend of uh, 20 years. And I was petty with her, almost gave up my friendship with her, being petty and holding a grudge. That's not cool. That's not cool. We got to learn. I got to learn from it. I got to grow from it. Yeah. And you are right. You, you I yes. mean, um, also this season, I was already laughing is that, uh, heavenly, you guys already got into a little bit of a tiff. I mean, she kind of came at you in terms of surgery in terms of, Hey, you can't do that. You can't do, I mean, and I thought how funny that we are being petty over doctors, over actual doctors. And you were like, I am an OBGYN. I, you know, it's like, I demand respect in a sense. How funny is it that we fight over like doctors? Well, it's interesting to see a dentist telling me what I do and don't do. I'm like, girl, you don't work in my office. You don't come to our office. How in the hell are you just out here assuming what I do and don't do? I just needed her to shut up. Heavenly loves, loves minding everybody else's business. I mean, and she's really good at it, but. um... She's really good at it. Go pull some teeth and leave me alone. <laughs> do do you guys are you guys still 10 seasons in do you have a group text exchange do you watch the show at the same time we don't necessarily watch at the same time because we're all so busy as professional women but we have a group text and we don't necessarily talk about the show on our group text we just talk about life 
like, hey, girl, I'm having a Christmas party. Do y'all want to come? That kind of stuff. We don't- oh, you mean like your real <laughs> friends, your real friends. Yeah. Right, right, right. Well, yeah. you bring up Christmas in the holiday season. What do you, I mean, are you a big Christmas person? What are your holiday traditions around this time since we are now in December? I love Christmas. <laughs> and every Christmas morning, me, Cecil, the boys, we sit in front of the Christmas tree. We open up our gifts as a family. Then Cecil cooks us breakfast. I go wash the dishes. Then I take a nap. And then <laughs> Cecil cooks us a big old family dinner that we have friends come over, have dinner with us. We have drinks and just hang out and make it a whole day of events. If there's a really good movie, that's premiering on Christmas Day. We will go to the movies. One year, it was like nine of us going to the theater and all trying to sit together on a premiere night of a movie. That was really tough. But just (laughs) making it festive and fun and just being in the spirit of being together. Yeah, it's like creating memories. I always just had Thanksgiving with my dad and my sister and and it was one of those things. We just lost mom this past year and I was just thinking, it was our first holiday, but I was just thinking about the traditions and how how sacred they have been to us and and what our new traditions are gonna be. And you just seem like such a family person. So I was expecting that you would have a whole setup for any holiday that you do with your family. And I'm sorry that you lost your mom, but continue to make sure that even without her, that you guys are there celebrating her and bring out pictures and talk about the memories that you have yeah. with with her. That's what we did on Thanksgiving. And we're going to continue to do that every, I mean, all the time. Um, do your kids know that Santa Claus doesn't exist yet? Do they, do they know... They finally know, <laughs> but they were old. Still, <laughs> yeah. oh, I made my mom. I made my mom not put out gifts until like I would go to bed on Christmas Eve, and then I'd be like, "Now you can put out gifts." I did yeah. that into my thirties. That's how pathetic yeah. I am. Well, my twenty-one-year-old was like still waking up on Christmas at like six a.m. excited to open gifts, and I'm like, "Baby, you are getting too old for that." <laughs> Let's sleep. <laughs> Let's sleep in until eight. And he finally now is um, sleeping in, but we don't set out all their stuff until they've gone to sleep. We're having to stay out till three, four o'clock in the morning. Well, when you when you were at college, I was just thinking, could you have ever imagined where your life is now? You were you were obviously aiming to do what you do now, but reality television is such a diversion that nobody can plan for. I mean, what if you could go back and and talk to Dr. Simone, a young Dr. Simone, like I mean, she you couldn't have imagined. Like what were you thinking at that age and when this got presented to you, what were the thoughts that went through your head? Um, I would have never imagined that I was going to have a a career on TV and be an OBGYN. But if I could go back and tell myself some things as a young person, the first thing I would tell myself is that life, just live life. It's not that deep. And to stop being frustrated by everything, stop trying to control every little thing and just live and enjoy life more. And um, I would have told my young self to not be so petty, girl, life is not that deep. And really, when somebody offends you, it's just like somebody steps on your toes. A lot of times somebody offends you, they don't mean to offend you. 
it just happens. It's the way it is. It's their personality. Move on, get over it, let it go. Life is short. What are Dr. Simone's dreams for the future? Um, how long do you think you would actually be willing to stay with Married to Medicine? Because it seems like you guys will definitely have many more seasons. Um, how long are you willing to stay? And then what are your professional dreams away from reality television? You're you're still very young. I mean, is retirement even in in the in the mirror right now for you? I'm not as young as this makeup would have you to believe, but I would like to see my show and be a part of my show until it ends. And whenever that is, whenever the time is up and the clock stops, I'm okay with that. But I would like to be here with its entirety. I would like to, you know, see us with some younger cast coming, just like we added baby tea, sweet tea <laughs> this year. Uh, but I would love to be here until uh, Bravo says it's over. Um, I have about six, seven more years of practicing OBGYN, and then I plan to lay my practice down and um, just spend time, you know, playing golf with Cecil, um, <laughs> sleeping in and, you know, laying in my bed, watching the news, drinking my cup of coffee versus hopping up, running to the hospital. Yeah. I just cannot wait for that life. And I've got about six more years to go. Well, uh, I mean, I, I can't wait to see you uh, retire, Dr. Simone. Um, as we start winding down here, uh, here's another question. Who from the previous cast would you potentially like to see come back? Mariah, Carrie, Lisa, Nicole. Is there anybody that you're like, I would really love to see them again on this platform? There is a saying, let sleeping dogs lie. <laughs> and that's how I'm going to end that. I'm, that's my how I'm going to answer that question. We're just going to let sleeping dogs lie. You, you are letting sleeping dogs lie. That's beautiful. And you just spoke about younger casts, you know, uh, sweet tea and, and things like that. What are you seeing with younger women? Like, what do you notice? Do you, do you recognize a lot of yourself in younger women? Or are you like these younger women, they are not anything like I was at that age. I feel like the younger women are nothing like I was at that age. Sweet tea, slipping into a DM to get her husband. <laughs> but there's a lot we have to learn uh, from the young people. We have so much to learn from them. And we have nuggets of life that we need to share with them. Yeah. Um, okay. And then finally... Uh, what is the best part of your real job of being an OBGYN, which I want to point out, she's there right now. She could potentially be delivering babies today after this interview. What is the best part? What is the most rewarding part for you? The most part, the most remor shit, I'm uh, all <laughs> the most rewarding part is just making and creating a bond, treating every single patient who crosses my path like she is my sister my cousin or my best girlfriend and I develop bonds with these patients that are for life the woman that's on labor and delivery that's in labor waiting for me to catch her baby I delivered her first baby seven years ago and it's just a bond that she will never forget that I will never forget it is such a blessing. And when I had the opportunity a couple of years ago to have a patient that I delivered, who is now seeing me as her gynecologist, she's graduating from Georgia Tech this year. I'm like a proud mama, like that's my baby. But she's 
developing and becoming a young woman. Yes. Well, Dr. Simone, uh, I feel like uh, we are a part of your extended family because we are heavily invested in you and your family and this show. And like I said, for those who do not know this show, Married to Medicine, Sundays, you can catch up this season. We're only four episodes in. It'll be the fifth one on Sunday. Catch up on Peacock, the previous nine seasons. Get involved in this show. It is the Beyonce of Bravo. You are my first Married to Medicine cast member I've ever spoken to on this show. So thank you, Dr. Simone. And I hope to speak with you again. Have a a great rest Absolutely. of your day. I so Thank appreciate you. your time. All righty. And happy holidays. Happy holidays. When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going. But there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Folks, it is a banner day. I was not prepared for this day, even though I should have been. We got the Vanderpump Rules Season 11 trailer. Now, just right off the bat, we were wrong about a couple of things. I was hearing January 17th. We find out that it is January 30th. Season 11 premieres on January 30th. That's good, because I was like, I need a whole month of January before I can delve into recaps of Vanderpump Rules Season 11. But it's here. It's good, I think. I'm a little desensitized to Vanderpump Rules, but we're going to go through it. We're going to go through it frame by frame. We're going to exhaust this thing just in just like So Bad It's Good does. We're going to do this. My one big complaint right off the bat, where's Ken? Did you, did you know something? They, they what a missed opportunity here. You needed to start the trailer with Ken shuffling in and like, did you know it's a new season? Oh, you want to see you going? Someone's trying to have a redemption. I can't believe that. That's how you should have started this trailer, Mike. And by the way, it's just. I just want a flash of him at some point. Is he okay? That's. Can we just get confirmation that Ken is okay? Like, I mean, he, to me, was the star of season 10 with that scene. We don't even get a flow. We get Lisa. I need Ken. There is so much goodness in this trailer. We'll go through this. I've already gotten a little pieces of information from behind the scenes stuff. Of course, a big revelation right off the bat is allegedly Tom, uh, Tom Schwartz, the other Tom made out with Sheena, Sheena, but 
I also am hearing that potentially that that is not Sheena, but it's mini Sheena. Remember season eight, the the Sheena lookalike that that worked at uh, the Vanderpump Garden. I'm hearing that's what might this might be in reference to, but who knows? But if Sheena made out with Schwartz at some point, I mean, that would have been during Katie's and Tom's marriage or relationship. Oh, you guys. I mean, the trailer, this is like Da Vinci code. It just, it's peeling back more layers. Here we go. Uh, also, if you're watching on YouTube, hi, hello. If you're listening to this on the podcast, hi, hello. Here we go. Uh, okay. Are you guys ready? Here we go. If I can survive what I thought was the worst case scenario, then. Okay. Wait, just right off the bat. Okay. So Ariana, the voiceover saying, if she can survive this, she can survive any scenario. And you have the Vanderpump ladies. You have uh, Lala. Is is Lala in like a mini geisha dress? It's very interesting. And then Katie is wearing like a baseball jersey. It's like she's got a dress on, but then a like a baseball jersey over the dress and a, a big statement necklace. And then Ariana looks like she's in like a two piece neon green dress. She looks amazing. And then I think that's Sheener uh, right there. Just walking down the street, just four ladies taking the town by storm. So Ariana's letting us know she learned so much already. And then we cut to a shot of uh, Lala, Ariana, Katie Maloney, all in sunglasses, all in black. And then you have Sheena's sister, right there in white, right next to them. I can do anything. All the doors are open for you. If I don't want to be here. Okay, so she's, you know, I can do anything. And Lisa's like, well, the doors, the doors open for you, my love. And if you look in the background, you can tell they're in the something about her sandwich shop. But Ariana goes in the voiceover, you know, if I don't want to do this, I'm not going to do this. If I don't want to do this, I'm not going to do this. Now, another big question that gets revealed immediately in the first couple of seconds is we see Ariana kissing her new boyfriend, Daniel, the personal trainer slash bar manager. And I got to tell you, it's a little, even though I've seen photos of these guys, it is, it, it's weird seeing them on the show. Uh, I got to tell you, it is just weird, not weird in a bad way. It's just, it's, it's going to take some time to get used to because the last we saw it was Sandoval and Ariana kissing and all that. I'm, I'm happier, but it's just, it's going to take a second, you know? Around my ex, I literally don't have to. I'll just keep existing like I normally do in my own house. Okay, so if I don't want to see my ex, I don't have to. And then she says, I'm just going to keep existing like I always do in my own house like I can. And then it immediately cuts, it immediately slam cuts to Tom Sandoval. Looks like he's coming out of the shitter. He's like, oh, dude, I just wrestled with a big old poop, dude. Oh, dude, got to go to band practice. But it's kind of like a womp womp. Just seeing Tom, just like, oh, dude. It would have been awesome if he's like lighting a match or if he like is spraying air freshener. But he just kind of seems like he walks out, you know. Why are they living together anyway? It's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. Okay, so that's Lisa saying, why are they living together anyways? It's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. And she's talking to James and Allie, uh, James, DJ James Kennedy and Allie Luber. And the funny thing is, though, is, well, it's not funny, but he's holding uh, him and Rachel's dog, Graham, who now, remember, there's been so much that's happened, but we know a lot of it through social media. He is renamed Graham Hippie. 
which already with a dog with potential behavioral issues, is it good? Is it good to get a name change for a dog this late into the game? But also, I love Lisa going, uh, it's, just, oh, it's so ridiculous them living together. And then the shot of DJ James Kennedy, who's done so many ridiculous things. And they're like, they're kind of like in agreement. I'm like, everybody's ridiculous on this show. What do you mean ridiculous? Are you, do we need to go through DJ James Kennedy's relationships? Remember the, the, the Dodie of it all? Remember the Rachel of it all? It is all ridiculous. It is going to be funny if we see season 11, DJ James Kennedy being kind of the straight man, the reliable narrator. We speak about that concept a lot. If he's going to be the reliable narrator, we could be potentially in a lot of trouble, folks. This season on Vanderpump Rules. That's Ariana's side. Sandoval's side over here. Don't go over the line. Okay, so this obviously they have a beach scene. It wouldn't be a Vanderpump Rules season if the the gang didn't all get together by the water. And DJ James Kennedy being his jovial self would like, oh, this is Ariana's side. And this is Tom Sandoval's side. Guys night. Guys night. And he's drawing a line in the sand. Literally very, I mean, what a a line in the sand, just like a line in the sand, how Ariana had to draw, uh, draw with Tom. But this is amazing. And it's probably based on a scene that they're talking about or an episode they're talking about where they explain Ariana and Tom's living situation, which they, you know, make sure they go through an intermediary. They're not in the same living space when somebody else is there. I do know that Ariana now, uh, even though she still owns half that house is not currently living there, but uh, I know she was at another space during dancing with the stars but I'll, I don't know. So anyways, that's what obviously this is. You see Tom and we saw a teaser at BravoCon, which a lot of you guys had seen with a, a little bit more of this scene where Santa Ball finally is like, I'm out of here, dude. I'm dipping out, dude. For your own good, you got to get out and start dating people again. I'm young. Okay, so now this is a scene with Schwartz. He's in a like a looks like a, like a suit of some sort, but I, I know this is a small detail. This is how you know, but you can tell like the back of the suit's all kind of like wrinkled up with the collar area. It's not sitting well. Um, and he's like, "Dude, you got to get back out there, dude. You know, come on, man." And then we hear Sandoval's like, "I'm I'm I'm young, single, and ready to mingle, dude." While he's working out and smiling. I, I got to tell you, and also we see him like what, turning a corner with a very young woman on his arm. I mean, there's another young woman in this that Schwartz and Katie are potentially involved with, with which we see in a second in the trailer. But also I love when they, I love I love when a man's single and it's like, I've got to date the youngest looking girl possible because I still look young. I think sometimes in Sandoval's head, he thinks he looks like he's 23. So like that potentially gives him the okay to date in that age range. Who knows? But remember, we're potentially seeing a redemption season for Tom Sandoval. So we're going to probably see a lot of like, I've just got to, I just got to keep pumping iron, dude. I've quit smoking. I've quit drinking. I'm living a healthy lifestyle. I'm not doing therapy, but I'm going to do these other, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not seeking professional help, but I'm doing these other things like working out. Yeah. Single ready to mingle. The worm is worming. You're going to be friends. Okay. And then of course we get a quick shot of Tom Sandoval doing. <laughs> Speaking of young, never. we see a shot of uh, Tom Sandoval doing a Michael Jackson dance move at a bowling alley. Like, and then Ariana cut to her going, the worm is worming. 
which of course we all take to mean like worm with worm with a mustache. Tom Sandoval is the worm and worm is worming potentially means that Tom is probably getting his dick wet every which way from Sunday, or at least he's trying to, to keep his mind right. Get the dick wet. Don't do therapy. That's what we're chalking this all up to. Now we see a shot of Katie Maloney with him. She's going to cut you off. Okay, sorry. I, I know I'm stop starting a lot here, but there's a lot to cover. I think Katie Maloney, who's in a very smart bla- uh, little vest with a um, looks very pretty. Uh, I think she's talking to Sheena and saying, "Like, listen, if you're gonna like hang out with Tom, you're potentially gonna mess with your friendship with Ariana." Now, remember, Ariana was first brought onto this show by Sheena on season one because. Uh, Ariana was Sheena's background dancer for the Can You Freak Bitch. Remember the iconic Sunset Boulevard Sheena Marie concert? But also Ariana made it very clear that she was not going to be friends with people that were currently hanging out with Tom Sandoval. Now, of course, that was like right when everything broke. That was in the heat of the moment. Who knows? Time does heal all wounds. I'm not saying that Tom and Ariana will ever be friends again, because I don't think Ariana would ever trust Sandoval in any sort of way at all. But you never know. But she did say that, just like she said, I will not film a scene one-on-one with Tom Sandoval. And I know production tried to make that happen many times. And she held true to that. Uh, We'll get to the finale in a second, because we do see some shots from the finale episode of season 11. So now we cut to Tom uh, in a pool. We see his... Guys, this is great. I love when I get to uh, freeze frame because we get to see Tom's nail polish at a pool party. He's in a pool. He's sipping some sort of cocktaily, and he gets splashed with water. And he's like, oh, dude, I almost got hit with water, dude. He's wearing his Fruit Loop necklace from Kyle Chan. But I just love that the manicure is on point because and this is I don't know. Where are we? Oh, it's December. Once we get to beach season, folks, for all you guys out there, let's make sure the nail polish is done right. We got to get it waterproofed, water resistant, because we're going to be at pool parties just like Tom Sandoval. We need this. Anyways, he gets hit with something and he kind of. I can slide. Okay. And then we see, (laughs) then we see DJ James Kennedy get launched into the air. We don't actually see him. Like we just see him flying in the air. It's like, I can fly guys night. I'm shocked that they didn't put in a, I'm a king of the world. Oh, Jack, help me. And then we see Tom Sandoval. He has a, he has a big, like, what is that? Like a big, big hammer. I know there's a, I'm not much of a guy myself, so I don't really know what this tool is called. I'm just going to call it Big Hammer. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now, open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Is it a sledgehammer? Yeah, a sledgehammer. And he's in what looks like kind of an Elvisy outfit, but he has a hard hat on. And he's like, scumbags and cheaters, dude. Uh, of course, scumbag and cheaters, We that was kind of like the code name for Schwartz and Sandys for a bit. So he's breaking something in some kind of space. So let's guess what that could be, because we know Tom Tom can't really expand anymore. We know that he would not be probably allowed into Katie and Ariana's sandwich shop, something about her. We know Sir is not expanding, and we know... Even though it's not touched on really in this trailer, we know that I think his involvement with Schwartz and Sandy's will is, I mean, I think it is, but I think it'll officially be over when this season starts airing and we get to those scenes. So what could he be breaking ground on? The only thing that pops into my head is I think Lisa Vanderpump, I uh, we saw a bunch of cast photos and if I'm not mistaken, he's wearing the same exact Elvis outfit that I saw in the cast photos. Uh, is it, it not Reno? Where uh, uh, Lisa Vanderpump has a new restaurant coming out, not in Vegas. Is it? No, it's not Reno, is it? Maybe it is in Reno. Uh, anyways, I know she has a restaurant. I think it's like Wolf Lounge or something. But this is also the same trip that I think Lisa Vanderpump surprises DJ James Kennedy with Graham, who he now renamed Hippie, which is going to be bizarre. If Lisa found out that Rachel and her mom gave this gave hippie back to the pound and then lisa like lisa's like oh i'll take him and i'll use him for camera time to give him to dj james kennedy so i have imagining this is like breaking ground on one of lisa's new restaurant projects and that's what i think this scene is right okay so now we just see a collection of scenes of people partying we see like a wolf-like dog so that's why i think lisa's lounge is wolf lounge then we see uh i'm frozen on a, a scene right here with katie ariana and sheena and ariana and sheena are kissing on the lips not i mean like don't get all horned up you guys not pervy like that it just looks like a friendship kiss with two beautiful women uh with their clothes on it, it but it's not it, it really is just like a friendship kiss but a kiss nonetheless my god you look like dad von Kent. Okay, folks, now this uh, this is wild because we see uh, Tom Schwartz uh, at a, a hairstyling place. Now, I'm frozen on the image. I don't think this is Joe, his situationship, who we actually meet in the trailer in a second. I don't think this is her place, and this doesn't look like Joe's around him, but he got his hair dyed blonde, like 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 platinum blonde, like, you know, uh, I'm going through something in my life as a male blonde, I feel like I'm moments away from getting this, this actual same, t- t- same do. I will say, I do want to point out when I first saw photos of this, how many months ago was it? Three or four months ago. I made a meme that said, uh, Schwartz is in his Kate Gosselin era. Kate Gosselin. Remember John and Kate plus eight. Come on. Amazing show. But it looked like Schwartz looked like Schwartz looked like, you know, a lady who has eight kids at, you know, look like kind of a soccer mom do. And the me, I know, I know Schwartz saw that meme. I'm sorry, Schwartz. I've now probably upset Schwartz a couple of times, but I saw the joke. And by the way, I will say, I hope that meme 
somehow makes it way into Vanderpump Rules, an episode of it. Like that's really, that's the goal of this whole show. And uh, for all my enemies out there, I will retire once I, <laughs> once my podcast or a meme of mine makes it onto one of these shows, I'm out, baby. That's it for me. But uh, yeah, he's getting his hair done. And Lala's like, oh my God, you look, what is it? Let, let's hear this line again. You look like Dan Bodkin. Okay, yeah. He's like, you look like Dad Bod Kin. Because uh, he does have that Ryan Gosling kin. And we see an image of Schwartz in potentially an ill-fitting top, even though he, I mean, Schwartz is such a good looking dude that he's, I mean, he's he looks good no matter what. I will say the hair is probably not the best for him. We know he's gone back to his natural, beautiful brown color, but he's patting his stomach. I will say, if you also following Schwartz on Winterhouse this season, this guy's been through it, man. Having to be friends with Sandoval is no picnic. And he took a lot of blowback. But we've always said on the recaps, right, though, at the same time, Schwartz was actually saved in certain ways because last season, season 10, I think would have focused primarily around Katie Maloney and Tom Schwartz's divorce. And we got a little bit of that, of course, but I think it would have been much, much bigger of a conversation on the episodes and in the reunion. And in a lot of ways, I hope season 11 makes up for that so we can actually get into more of the meat and potatoes of how this all ended. I mean, we know how it ended, but like what was what was surrounding that and them trying to be friends and realizing they couldn't and possibly being back to friends. I hope this is it. But uh, what do we all think about uh, Schwartz with the Platinum Blonde? Are we digging it? I, I yeah. OK. What about moving here? Uh, this is my friend. Joe. OK, so now we have two quick clips. Ariana telling Daniel, her boyfriend, what about moving here? Obviously to Los Angeles. I know he was visiting a lot and obviously supporting her a lot through Dancing with the Stars, but he moved, you know, he he's based out of New York. Now, the little I know about Daniel, like I know I was, I will say I was surprised to see him filming because I didn't think he would. Obviously, I think probably Ariana wanted him to probably and probably if I was. I don't know this, but like I, 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 if I was going through something that intense, I would want people around me to be in scenes with me that I actually could trust and I have a good feeling for. So he kind of makes a face of like, I don't know. I will say, though, too, like with anybody in reality shows, when you bring a non-reality show person into the reality show, I'm not talking just Vanderpump Rules, everything. We see it time and time again that sometimes it's just. And also, you know, this, he looks really young. I mean, like he looks like he's in his thirties, but I feel like there should be a law. Like you can't get on a reality show past a certain age because it just, I think just throwing yourself into the mix really just has to mess with your mind. Like these Vanderpumpers have been doing it now for 11 seasons over the course of what, like 15 years now or something wild like that. And we see where they're all at. They're all cheating on each other. They're all doing crazy things to each other. This is not how normal humans behave. I swear to God. I don't, I don't think it is. I don't go out tons, but I don't think this is how normal people behave. So to bring somebody into the toxicity, especially on Vanderpump rules, you got to really hedge your bets there. Are you doing the right thing? But it's like getting somebody addicted to drugs, which I've never, ever done in my life. How dare you? But the people that do is like, hey, I'll give you a little taste for free. This Daniel, you don't know. Maybe he's going to love it so much that he's going to start like selling tummy tea and those like little tri-colored hair rollers that I see everybody do. You know, like you don't know how like I've seen it to happen time and time 
time again where they get addicted to the fame. You see it a little bit. Corey Kiefer right now in Winterhouse seems like he's really loving being on television. You just got to hopefully this dude is a strong dude. Then directly after that, <laughs> we see Schwartz's situation ship, Joe, Joe, the hairdresser who uh, made her Instagram um, she had her Instagram private and then she said, you know what? I'm going to share everything with you guys. And I believe I was on Jolene Lunzer's YouTube show and we were talking and she played her Instagram videos and she was just like, lit, like she was talking to the camera. Like everybody was like really invested. And I don't know. I, I wish Joe well, but here's the, I mean, like, listen, I don't think they are boyfriend and girlfriend because as we find out later in this trailer, I think there is elements of this Schwartz is embarrassed by not her exactly, but also I think, I think he uh, obviously is coming out of a divorce. But I think they're they they were definitely hooking up. I don't know if they still are, but they definitely were. He was, you know, they were living together. Remember that was all out on season ten, and we really didn't get to go down that road as much as possible. So now Joe has agreed to film, and in this scene we see, you know, remember Katie Maloney famously called her. Uh, said she had crackhead energy. That's not me. That's Miss Katie Maloney. Um, and I will say with this, we're introduced with her was like shoving something in Tom's face frantically. And I don't know about crackhead energy, but it is energy. That's that's what I'll say. I'm just a bitch in these streets trying to rebrand and get a sperm donor. Okay, so now we see a scene in Lala's studio. We see the send it to Daryl, the very successful merchandise behind Lisa Vanderpump. So Lisa's in one of the the, the couches, little couch chairs, and Lala's on the other side. You know, and Lala, I'm just I'm just trying to be a bitch in these streets, trying to rebrand and get a sperm donor. Oh my god! As I was doing this, if you listen to the recaps last season, I forgot about little Lala. Remember little Lala? We made we we named uh, Lala's private parts. And little Lala would be like, what's up, bitch? I'm not going to fuck up, little Lala. <laughs> I've got to listen to some of that back because I don't even know if that's the voice I did. But little Lala. But I love Lala. You know, I love when she talks all gangster. Like, I just, I'm just in these streets, yo. I'm in. Dude, you, you work off of Melrose. Like, in these streets. Like, I'm just in these streets, yo. Trying to rebrand, young you know, and get me an egg donor. And Lisa Vanderpump, I'm guessing this is probably around Give Them Lala, the, the podcast that she does, which Lala's very talented podcaster. There's no joke there at all. But I bet this is like a scene where Lala interviews Lisa on her podcast. And then this is the conversation afterwards where Lala is saying, I want to be a businessman like you. And little Lala's like, yeah, put a mic down here, baby. I'm ready to go. I'm little Lala. Sorry. This would be a perfect right, right the, this would be a perfect scene right now for Ken to walk in and like did you I heard egg donor I heard you were looking for an egg donor I can't believe that I think I've got a few swimmers left I, I'm not in a jacuzzi like Tom and Raquel I've got swimmers but anyways the photo of Lisa if you're watching this on YouTube you can see she looks really nonplussed she I can't tell if that's just work like if she's gotten so much Botox her face can't move um because I've done that before or if she's just literally like what is this bitch saying to me right now what does she mean and also I would imagine if you're as successful as Lisa Vanderpump you always got to look over your shoulder like is Lala about to open a restaurant so I guess Lala's storyline is going to be wanting a sibling for Ocean 
and uh, and rebranding because I think her podcast, if I'm not mistaken, not gone through full rebranding, but it's really successful. I know she works out of a studio or she has some sort of studio now. So maybe that's what this conversation is about. Time will tell. You wrote me off. You're such a hypocrite. I have a crush. Okay, now we've awoken an ancient beast. Jax Taylor is back. Season 11. I think he's saying, you roped me off. I could be wrong on what he said. And Lisa's like, ah, ah. but you know, Tom Sandoval made all of these old cast members come back. But Jax is Jack. Jax is fully Jackson here. He's angry. He's angry. He's angry. Like uh, he's so angry that I'm like, oh my God, he's back on caffeine, but he looks angry immediately. And now remember that that Vanderpump Rules is going to lead into or have a little bit of crossover with Vanderpump Valley or the Valley or whatever they're going to call it. Uh, so you'll see probably the scenes with Jax tie into the scenes with the Valley spinoff with Dodie, Brittany, Jax, Janet Elizabeth, Janet Elizabeth and her husband, Jason. They had their beautiful baby this weekend. Uh, I, I really love those guys, but they're going to be in this show as well. So just remember that. But we saw Jax and then. Wow, we get to, oh my God, I'm really taking a long time. This is classic me. Okay, so we see Katie talking to this like uh, pretty girl, but looks very young. She has like purple dye in her hair. And Katie, uh, she, Katie, I mean, I was about to say like, uh, Katie's not like, <laughs> never mind. Anyways, this girl right here, you guys, that we find out that Tom and Katie are both vying for the affections of is a girl named Tori Keith. Tori Keith, uh, I listened to some of her stuff today. She's, I really like her music. She's a musician, but she was filming with them. A lot of people had pointed her out to her and all like kind of the BTS, the behind the scenes shots. But Tori Keith, what shocked me about seeing her is that she looks really, really young. And then I looked up to she's 24 years old, 24 years old. Honest, I've never been in a love triangle. Okay, so Tori Keith is saying, "Oh my God, I'm like actually, I'm I'm I like a I like both parties of a divorce couple." And then we see a split screen of Katie and Tori kissing. Ooh la la! A little different than the Sheena Ariana kiss, but we also see Schwartz kissing Tori. Schwartz still has his brown hair, so either this is at the beginning of the season or at the end after he dies back that platinum bly that that butcher job he did. But uh, it's Tori and both, and they're kissing both. I got to tell you, if, if if this is if this is what Katie's heart is swaying towards, I'm team Katie on this one. And also, I think Katie could steal any woman from Schwartz any day of the week. And I I mean, I just think like, dude, if you're going to go up like I think a woman <laughs> now, no, okay. I think a woman knows how to touch another woman better than a man ever. <laughs> I love that. I'm, now I'm going to give you my thoughts. <laughs> also, if like, listen. Bravo right now, huge for uh, bisexual lesbian relationships uh, or just um, female friendships, as we know with Morgan Wade and Kyle. I'm Morgan Wade. I have to tell you, Katie kind of looked like she was wearing Western wear in the last shot. And that's what reminded me of Morgan Wade. <laughs> it would be great by the end of the season. Kyle looks at him. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Katie looks exactly like Morgan Wade. She's got a throat tag. Uh, I'm going to steal any woman away from you, Schwartz. I'm Katie Wade. So anyways, they're making it. Me the best man win. Nice. 
And Katie says, let the best man win. But like I said, Katie would, I, Katie would win. But obviously, this is a storyline, though, you guys, that I don't know if I truly fully have my heart invested in or believe fully. I feel like, I mean, I, I'm not saying that I, I, I think Katie definitely could have, that's not my issue. My issue is like, that's so on the nose. Like, that's such a storyline of a, 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 a random girl that's hooking up with both Katie and Schwartz. Like in what world, even if we're in the Vanderpump universe and the cameras are off, that's still wild. Like, I want to know more about this storyline. I want to believe that just seems such a, that seems so far fetched just looking at it, but I'm totally down to see it. I just want to know what the reality of that reality is because we know that Katie's not with Tori anymore because I thought she was hinting that she was with a band member of some band. I, well, I don't know if, well, anyways, and Tom, I think has a bunch of situationships and I don't think that's anyways. Yes. Storm coming. Okay. So Lisa's like, there's going to be a shit storm coming. And all of a sudden we have glass breaking like hue, like purple hue and white hue. And all of a sudden the, the, the Chiron pops up and it says long held in white lettering and then secrets in purple long held secrets. So you're like, holy shit. Cheated. I was a make out slut made out with Sheena, like Vegas. No one even knows. So then we hear Schwartz in talking to Lala and he's like, dude, I'm like a make out slut, dude. I'm like a make out slut. I even made out with like, Sheena in Vegas, dude. And Lala kind of gives this like, zoiks? Like, what? 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 My feelings never mattered to you. It was one. And then we go to the next scene. Katie's in this little denim number. And she goes, my feelings never mattered to you. And Schwartz is like, it was like just one kiss. So we don't know. Is he talking about the Sheena information? Because he is a self-proclaimed makeout slut. This could be with anybody. I do know women that have made out with Schwartz. That uh, You know what I'm saying? Like, it could be anybody. Trailers, reality show trailers will always kind of try to divert your attention one way. Like, look over here when the reality is over here. And this could be a complete misdirection. I just wanted to point that out. Like I said, this could be about little she mini Sheena from season eight from the Vanderpump in Vegas. We don't know because Sheena actually comments by celebs. Uh, Danny Pellegrino made a post of like, Sheena, you made out with, you know, and she was like, what did Sheena say? Let me pull that up right now. I was just reading this earlier and I thought you guys would dig this if you haven't saw it anywhere uh, yet. Okay. So, Danny said, Sheena, you made out with Schwartz and we're just now finding out about it. How could you do this to us? Question mark. And Sheena was like, things that were supposed to go to the grave, but it's not exactly what you think. Stay tuned. Sheena, very used to television, how to tease things out. But this poor Sheena, I feel like I just already saw the, the writing of people of like, Sheena's never loyal. She never has people's backs. Oh my God. So I don't know what that means if it's, I just, but also she does say things that were supposed to go to the grave, but the first rule about Vanderpump rules is nothing goes to the grave. There, there are no secrets on Vanderpump rules. If you think there's a secret, it will be revealed one day for a storyline period. I miss who he used to be to me. Okay. And then we see a scene of Sheena talking to Katie. I missed who he used to be to me. And Katie kind of looking like whatever. So this could go a lot of ways. Obviously, the last scene would make you think 
talking about Schwartz. Was there some kind of Sheena Schwartz relationship we didn't know about? But I think she's actually talking about Tom Sandoval. I miss how he used to be to me because we ended last season with that iconic scene with Sheena and Tom of Sheena like, you fucked, you know, you fucked your best friend instead and kind of washing her hands of Tom. But unfortunately, it's been spoiled through social media that they are hanging out here and there together at BravoCon, at Life is Beautiful, those things. So I think that's Sheena crying, probably being conflicted. A lot of you guys will point, will kind of try to make Sheena as this kind of not evil character, but I just think that Sheena feels very deeply in a very young way. And I don't think she sometimes, I think she believes, I think she sometimes takes people at like face value and kind of believes whatever she is told. Even, I don't know. She's a complicated character. You guys, you make out as if this is fun. It hasn't been fun. You want me to- okay. So now we see a scene out by the trees, Brock. He's like, yeah, man, I haven't done my Brock Irish way. You make it like it's all fine. It's not fine, Sheena. <laughs> so I don't know what that's in regards to at all. You make it. <laughs> Sorry. And then we uh, cut to a scene with Schwartz. Kiss- End your life under my. Kissing some girl. And then we cut to Katie Maloney in a different scene going like, I could end your life whenever I wanted to something. And I think he, I think, I don't know who she's talking to here. It's so quick. Under my me. Nothing. Oh, she's like, I could end your life. Just undermine me. I think to Sheena. And then we cut to Allie Luber, uh, very fresh faced in like a, a living room situation. In this group, ever stays a secret. You are nowhere. And says Allie, by the way, kind of like is the most clearest thinker of the bunch that nothing in this group stays secret. And then we immediately we cut to a scene with Sheena, Katie, and Ariana. I don't know what. Wait, sorry. Let me go back here. Group ever stays a secret. You want to know what happened? Oh, so Sheena going, you want to know what happened to Katie? And I'm guessing that's maybe about the Schwartz thing. And then all of a sudden, glass cracks again. White lettering, shattered, purple lettering, friendships. Put that together, shattered friendships. Oh, my God. I don't know what the future for me and Tom looks like. Okay, so then we see Schwartz. He's like, oh, I don't know what the future of me and Tom looks like. Which, like, I mean, they have been the the most constant loving relationship of this entire series. So we had heard this, that Schwartz was actually taking a little bit of break from Tom. He said it on winter house, just a couple of episodes ago. Uh, obviously they're back in full steam. They're doing podcast interviews together. All is good there. But in this season, he's like, I don't know how far we're going to go. And then we cut to Lisa Vanderpump. Saying, for me and Tom looks like I'm trying to help. This you. is my life. Okay. So it's Lisa talking to, Tom Sandoval, I'm trying to help you, dear boy. And he's like, this is my life, dude. This is my life, dude. Like the Billy Joel song. And then we cut to Katie Maloney. Uh, you're a bit much all the f-ing time. She's just see- Okay, so Katie Maloney's like, it's a bit much. And Lala's like, you're a bit much all the fucking time. And then little Lala's like, yeah, bitch, you're a bit much, bitch. And then we cut to Tom Sandoval and looks like some kind of zebra button-up shirt, hair slick back. Good girlfriend, though, right? No, she's not. Are you embarrassed by me? You've been the... Okay, so they're all talking to Schwartz of, like, she's your girlfriend, right? And then we cut to Joe, uh, Joe with the big energy, going, are you are you embarrassed by me? Which, I mean, like, I think we all watched that. We're like, yeah, man. I totally, I totally is. But I'm so happy that we get her in this season. I think that's great. I, I really am looking forward to 
finding out what she's all about. Are you embarrassed by me? You've been the other woman in a relationship. Okay, so now Sandoval's in Sheena's face. You have been the other woman in a relationship, dude. Because, of course, that's how this whole thing started with Eddie Cibrian and Blandy, Brandy Glanville, remember? And Sheena's immediately, you are not going to say that about me. You are not going to do that. You stop trying to f***ing, like, do sh to me. And then Ariana, we cut to her crying, stop trying to do shit to me. Uh, that... And that's what I, when I had a trainer, that's what I would tell him. I was like, stop trying to do shit to me. But obviously this, this is just, I mean, in no other world would you be asked to film a season of your divorce or your breakup, but they have to do this. Like they went really quickly into filming. What do they have? Like a month and a half break before they went into filming. So it's wild. You <laughs> Okay, so this is my one of my favorite moments of the trailer, and it's such a small moment. We saw it in the BravoCon trailer earlier. Now, Tom, I don't believe, is going to one-on-one -on -one therapy, even though he'll probably tell you who he is. But he, I think, is going to be like, I'm doing everything, dude. Quit drinking. I'm drinking green juice, all this stuff. And I think he's doing, if I'm not, he's doing screen therapy. So his ears are covered, like so he's like desensitized. He has a mask around his eyes, ears covered, and he's screaming. Ah, oh, dude! Ah, oh, oh, dude! Ah, oh, I've got so much oh, rage! And I shit you not, you guys, he turns into the incredible Sandoval Hulk. And he's like, oh, Sandoval smash! Pins and batteries, dude! But I'm telling you, even when you hear, I keep getting sent the, the Teddy and the Freddie and Tamara podcast, with Tom, it's there's still this underlying rage that Tom has. Like it's still, and it's not at himself. It's at all of us. It's at Ariana. It's all of that. It's scumbags and cheaters. It's all of us. It's him. So I believe this is him. This is, I believe he believes himself screaming in this. I believe he loves, this is kind of like that masturbatory showmanship um, that I used to love, but I think this is going to be one of those scenes where we're like really seeing how in depth this is. I'll have to see the whole episode, but I'm, I'm very much here for Tom Sandoval's scream therapy. It's a very intense little image to see. Ah! My best friend. You've got so much going. What does Tom say? He's like, you literally, f you best friend. You've got so much. No, you literally my best friend. You've got so I think you literally something with my best friend. And then they do a shot of Sandoval walk. Okay. Sandoval walking. I just looked at this closer. He's in a red shirt, fruit loop necklace, white hat, which you notice he was wearing Tom, Tom hats a lot. He doesn't wear shorts and sandies anymore. So I don't know what shorts says. You literally fucked up my best friend. Maybe. Cause I don't think it's, you literally fucked my best friend, but also when I look close at this, it's like a long, far away shot. Like they're, they're getting like a sneak attack shot on Tom Sandoval and his shirt. I shit you not says dipped out his shirt says I'm not his shirt literally said I dipped out dude remember Raquel dipped out dude dipped out remember he, he has his own merchandise on or somebody made him a dipped out shirt so actually that looks pretty good like I, I was gonna I would actually wear that shirt I, but listen I pretty much I'll wear anything with any kind of pop culture thing on it so much going up to do still Tom it's sad to me oh, no. 
Okay, so then we have DJ James Kennedy going up to Sandoval. He's like, you literally have so much growing up to do, Tom. It's literally sad to me, Tom. Guys night! And we see Tom, he kind of looks like Marky, Marky Mark. Not Mark Wahlberg, the actor, but when Mark Wahlberg was Marky Mark. You know, it's like, you know, feel it, feel it. Feel the Sandoval vibration. And Sandoval's just sitting there like, what, dude? What are you talking about? And it's bad when DJ James Kennedy's like, you've literally got so much growing up to do. Because a lot of people could be like, well, that's the pot calling the kettle black. And it would be great at this moment. Hippie Graham, a.k.a. Hippie, runs in and just like attacks Tom, you know, who knows. But now we cut to the finale party, which is Kyle Chan's jewelry party. That's where the finale is going to be. It's It's sad to me. Whoa, stop, stop. And we see a drink get thrown in Tom direction, Tom Sandoval's direction. And you can make this out. He's like, dude, stop, stop. Like he's trying to reason with whoever is throwing this drink. Now, people are saying that this is was real. But also there is this part of like Vanderpump conspiracy mind that I've grown, even though I hate conspiracies, is that it also reminds you remember Jonathan Majors, the, the actor that's on trial right now for abuse towards uh, his girlfriend. Uh, he's the, you know, Kang in all the Marvel movies. I don't know if you guys, there's a crossover between Marvel and Vanderbump, but anyways, he's on trial right now, but there was this video, um, uh, like three months ago that like where Jonathan majors after this had all broken, like came upon a high school fight and broke it up, broke up the fight between two. Like you guys don't want to fight guys. Come on, come on. Like he broke it up and then it got leaked to the public. And it was just like, of course, like it was kind of the weirdest time because it was like, of course, somebody that is like you know, you would want this out there of like somebody trying to break up a high school fight. So part of me was saying like, did this guy, was this set up too? So Tom could be like, no, no, it's all right, man. What's going on, dude. Talk to me. Let me talk you down, dude. Like, I don't know. We'll see what happens. It was just a thought in my head. Now you're proving to me that you are terrifying. Thank Tom. Okay. And then Lala's on a boat with Tom Sandoval and he's like, you're proving to me that you are terrifying. And little Lala's like, yeah, don't get near me. And we see Tom like, oh what do you mean like kind of that kind of reaction and uh lala oh we lala goes back and forth Lala's very wishy-washy sometimes with these people and she's obviously made peace with sandoval but you know this is very lala i'd be like you you know you are terrifying to me all these men are terrifying which we all are but it's it's interesting verbiage i'm still in love with you this is bullshit okay so then schwartz is like i think he's still in love with raquel I guess this is before the name change to Rachel. Like, oh, I think he's still in love with Raquel. And then we see Lisa going, she blocked you, dear boy. She blocked you on social media. It's over. Bullshit. My lord. It's over. And Sandoval's like, bullshit, dude. Love lasts forever, dude. You don't even understand. We were both models. We were model on the mean streets of modeling, Lisa. You don't even know. But I love that Tom Sandoval, of course, is sticking up for Rachel still. Like, I love that Rachel's not in this. And the storyline is going to be that Tom's heart gets broken. You guys, he, Rachel's ignoring him and blocked him. And we're all, as an audience, we probably will buy this. And we're going to feel all bad for him. Like, And then Rachel's a bad guy again. I don't know. Also, he's wearing the Fruit Loop necklace in this and then a cutoff sweater as one does in August in Los Angeles. Lawyer will be dealing with you, the house, and my f-ing children. You're- so then it's the scene that we kind of saw at BravoCon of like, 
my lawyer will be dealing with you with Ariana, my house and my children. Now, people are like, my children? What the hell? She means her animals. She means her pets. Um, but there was a, a quick thought in my mind. I was like, oh, my God. Didn't didn't they like freeze eggs at a certain point? Or did, did we like I was like we were going through. I was like, oh, my God. Is this? No, it was, it's her pets, you guys. And Tom Sand, this is the scene that they filmed together, but there were other people there in their house. And Ariana is mad, dude. When Ariana, like, I will tell you, Ariana, like for like Lala, Sheena, all those people, like they can get angry. And to me, it's kind of like, okay, like, you know, but Ariana kind of scares me when she gets angry, right? Like, I believe it. Uh, Tom is in a black cutoff um, shirt, candy necklace, and an aloe white hat. Children. But Tom's like, children because tom probably doesn't even understand or tom thinks calling animals children ridiculous and how dare you tom as a as a former pet owner how dare you are our, our furry animals are our families and our children and then here's the capper here it is lala kent is talking to sheena i've never experienced Someone getting cheated on and then becomes God. And we end with a scene with Ariana on stage. I think maybe that was emo night, but she, some something big. And she's like, it's a shot from behind into the audience with the spotlights, with all the lights coming down on her. And like, I'm so sorry that we did not celebrate you as much as we should have when Randall cheated on you multiple times. But we've talked about this ad nauseum. It's just different stories. And Lala, you are so amazing the way you are. I think Lala will have a career long after Vanderpump rules. But this, I just think this is a bad look. And I mean, it's spicy. It's all of that stuff. But we all called this. We all knew this would happen. We'll see how far down the rabbit hole that whole thing goes. But I think, uh, I, you know, I, I understand the sentiment, but it's like, it's because we're all different people. And we, you know, a lot of us believed in that relationship and that's why we were all shocked. That's why it became scandal. When Randall, all that shit was found out about him. A lot of us were like, Oh, I heard like, we all thought he was a good guy because you stayed with him so long, but we all thought he was a douchebag before. And we were like, Oh yes, we always thought he was a douchebag. That's right. That's right. So it's just different. And there's plenty of room, by the way, this might be Ariana's season or she got a lot of attention next season could be your season and get a lot of attention. Are you kidding me? It, it all, it's all cyclical. And then Vanderpump rules January 30th. And now, uh, <laughs> this is a very special episode. Let's go to the cast photo this season. Now, this is, remember last season's cast photo and had them all on the bar. And we, we saw little clips of this being filmed on the BravoCon trailer, which was very dark because how they were all looking, the angles, it was like, it looked like Tom was looking at Rachel, even though Ariana was next to Tom. It was like really dark. You could like, and I thought it was like kind of positioned and like photographed separately and then put together by a computer, but they actually filmed that all at the same time. So we see this, they're all in kind of like a brown taupe, white kind of pattern. And let's go through some of these looks. I do want to say, though, I found out through Lala's Instagram today that this was all shot separately because Lala on her Instagram shows her sitting on the couch by herself. So they all shot this separately. And uh, then it was pieced together by a computer, which actually makes more sense because I was like, wow, Ariana's sitting down for like a full photo shoot. So, OK, let's start 
from uh, right to left here or my right. I'm looking at that. So we have Katie Maloney and Katie Maloney looks like she's thinking, did I leave the oven on? Like, oh my God, uh, is everything okay at home? I, like, or she's thinking like, oh my God, how many girls could I steal away from Tom Schwartz? Um, and then Lala, Lala looks like she's looking off to the side. Like, I don't want to look, I don't want to look at any of any of you guys. Now you can't see it, but little Lala is being covered up by Ariana's hands, but you can tell little Lala just wants a break free, break out of there. Ariana is staring directly at the camera. She looks beautiful, staring directly at the camera going, what the fuck? Why am I doing another season of this? And then Lisa, Lisa is in like a white pantsuit. She has her like the, the hands in the pocket. She's like, can you believe it? We're doing it again. I'm on top of the world. It's great, right? Everybody looks kind of pained in this photo, except for Lisa. She's like, I'm back on top, baby. All right. Yeah. And then we move down to Schwartz. And I have to say, I feel like Schwartz is a very good looking man, but I feel like this has been digitally retouched. And also his shape has been digitally retouched. I don't know if I'm, I, I, I but he's kind of looking at the camera of like, I'm pretty much scot-free again. It's all on Sandoval. <laughs> I'm amazing. I'm cute. You want to take care of me? I'm like a teddy bear that'll make out with you. Uh, and he looks really happy. And then we get to, to Mr. Tom Sandoval. Tom is kind of like, you know, just like, Hey, I'm getting, I'm getting paid. I renegotiated my contract. I know a lot of you guys don't even know if you like me anymore, but I'm, I'm here. He kind of looks resigned to being there. So there's Tom Sandoval. And then I love this photo. Also, just none of them are really looking at each other at all. And then, um, (laughs) Sheena, Sheena's another, Sheena's looking at the ground. Like she's like, Oh my God, did I like, is that a dime on the floor? And she looks happy about it. Oh my God, there's a dime on the floor. And I, I think I can, I think I can use that dime. And then DJ James Kennedy looks like he's like a, a spy or an assassin. He's also not looking at anybody, but he's like, Oh God, somebody might be coming and inviting me to guys night. He looks very like, he like something's about to go down. But all of this, you can tell if you start looking at the actual, we're insane here, look at the actual photos. You would tell that none of these people are in the room together because they all, none of them are making eye contact with any of them. They're all looking in different directions. And on the floor, you can see they put in some broken glass and broken glass in the background. And uh, yeah, it's pretty incredible, you guys. So that's, that's, that's the, uh, that's a quick 50 minute breakdown of a two minute trailer. Oh my God, you guys get ready for six hour recap starting January 30th or probably the 31st. How many days are in January? Anyways, we'll be doing full recaps on so bad. It's good. I'm sure we'll hear so much more information in the meantime. If you have any hot tips, hot, hot, juicy, hot, juicy goss, please send it to so bad. It's good with Ryan Bailey. If you're watching this on YouTube, hit the like, send it to friends, do all that YouTube stuff that you're supposed to do. And of course, podcasting, we're just going to have an interview right now anyway. So continue for that. But are you guys excited? This kind of got me excited because I got to tell you, I'm on Vanderpump exhaustion, but it's great to have new content that we can break down and see what the producers are trying to tell us what the story is going to be this season. This is just a taste. We'll see how much misdirection is in here. But this is what we got to go on right now. So we'll see you January 30th. Special thanks to Medita Lopez, who put this video together and all the images. Killer. And uh, yeah, we'll talk soon, guys. Bye. Because you know, So Bad It's Good is a Betches Media production. The show is hosted and produced by me, Ryan Bailey, with Meditza Lopez and Sandra Fryer. Additional support provided by Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales Pico, and Rebecca Steinberg. 
guest booking by Ali Friedlander, video promotion by Laura Valencia. Be sure to send us your emails at so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey at gmail.com and follow the show at so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey on Instagram. And for additional craziness, go to patreon.com forward slash so bad it's good. Stay bad, baddies. Betches.